It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I'm going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. This is our middle of nowhere week. That's what this time of the year is. And it's basically the next month. So it's not even really fair to call it a week. This is our middle of nowhere month because we don't know when the NFL is coming back. We assume end of August. And we're actually going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, there is some news, though, and I wrote about this in our Locked on Packers weekly newsletter for last week. If you do not get that, I highly recommend that you go check it out uh, because it is something that I think is uh, fun and all of the best content from around the Internet is there uh, sent right to your door, your digital door. So I'm going to save that for a little bit later in the show. I want to start with a place that we've started the podcast in the past and has been certainly a topic of discussion uh, over the last few months. I don't know if you've heard about this, um, but we are in the midst of a global pandemic still. And it has far-reaching impacts for all of us, of course. But I know that it is on the minds of a lot of sports fans in a particular kind of way because we're trying to figure out when this is all going to reach a point of normalcy and when we're going to get sports back. Of course, this is not the number one priority on the list. The number one priority is to make sure people are safe, to make sure we keep as many people alive as we possibly can. So please do your part. Wear a mask. It is literally the least you can do. And every study that comes out of every country, basically, that is peer-reviewed and has any ounce of credibility suggests just the simple act of wearing a mask can reduce transmission a significant amount. And if we had done it here, we could have saved a lot of lives. It is something that is going to be critical for us moving forward. At least that is what all of the experts are saying, the experts with any modicum of credibility. If you're someone who subscribes to some of the fringe conspiracy theories because they make you feel better, that is certainly your right, but understand that that's what you're doing. 
And that's, again, you're right, but you're wrong. And that's just, it's just what it is. Uh, or, or at least the vast majority of the evidence suggests that your position is misguided. Let's be diplomatic, I guess. Um, the NFL has the benefit of watching how these other organizations, whether it is college football or Major League Baseball or the NBA, are functioning. And baseball is difficult to look to because they can't function at all. Regardless of COVID, they're trying to figure out how to make the contracts work. And and the owners are mad at the players and the fans are mad at the owners and everyone is mad at Manfred and, and it's a whole mess. The NBA has agreed, at least in principle, to this idea of a bubble in Orlando. They've even got the hotels down. And now cases in Florida are spiking. There are some players who believe that playing would be a mistake, not because of coronavirus, but because it would overshadow a movement that inspired a lot of the players to speak out, one that we've talked about on this show, about police brutality and social justice. That is a factor as well. And then college football. And right now, that is the one that offers the most concerning signs when it looks at what the NFL could be. LSU had more than 30 players test positive. Clemson had more than a dozen players test positive. These are programs around the country with unpaid student athletes who are putting their bodies at risk to make money for the colleges, to make money for ESPN and CBS and the NCAA. And they're figuring out that they have the power here. The UCLA football team put together a list of demands, basically saying we are not going to promote the university, promote the program until we have independent oversight because we don't trust Chip Kelly to do the thing. And probably with good reason. So, this is something that the NFL has to be looking at closely. How are college programs handling this issue? When, when there are players testing positive, what do you do? When there are groups of players testing positive, what do you do? Not just one player. This is swaths of the team. And how does that impact how you look at the quarantine and reps and all of those things. This has trickle-down effects in football, but of course it has real-world consequences too because there is now scientific evidence that even if you are young and healthy and asymptomatic, that this virus can cause long-term damage to your body. So there are already people out there, including Joe Banner, former executive in the Cleveland Browns organization, who have said, well, I would want my quarterback to get the disease now. I'd want him to have it so that he can't get it during the season. And there are going to be people who unironically say, oh, herd immunity on a team is going to be a competitive advantage. If all the stars have already had it, they can't get it during the season and therefore run no risk of missing time during the season. This, of course, misses the risk to the players, the risk to the coaches, to the families of those players, and on and on. If there was ever any doubt about how the college football system views its athletes, how the NFL views its athletes, how the NBA views its athletes, this is making it pretty clear. They really don't care about player safety. And the players 
are also clearly not taking this seriously. One of the reasons you have 30 guys at LSU test positive is because they went to big events together. And they actually went to some school-sanctioned events because they were supposed to. So how do you manage all of that? This, is, this cannot be normal. It doesn't make sense, quote-unquote, normal. It can't look that way. And so you expect, okay, college kids, they're going to make mistakes. College kids make mistakes. But are NFL players going to be more rigorous in following the rules? We've already heard that the PGA Tour players are saying whatever to a lot of the restrictions that are put in place, that they're still going out to eat, that they're still not following social distancing, and now there are players testing positive. In every sport that has restarted, we've had players test positive. And in a world where Rudy Gobert's one positive test shut down the whole NBA, now we're just like, okay, it's fine. We're going to quarantine and go from there. Now, part of that is because we've learned a lot more about what this disease looked like, and that's important too. Now, a couple months ago, I interviewed a Columbia University infectious disease specialist, Dr. Daniel Griffin. And he said it's basically impossible to avoid the spread in shared spaces like a locker room. This is a direct quote from Griffin. If one athlete is infected, they're all shared. It's pretty hard not to see other people getting infected. And they can still spread it to others. This is another quote. We realize that people who are young and healthy are just as likely to get infected. They tend to show less symptoms, but if you test them, they're shedding virus. For our athletes who are young and healthy, I think they'll do quite well but they will be able to spread it to others. And it is the case that they're still at risk. Another quote from Dr. Griffin. I said something that people found reassuring until recently people have thought it through. We have not seen a single death for children under the age of nine. And what they're saying is that means nine-year-olds are dying and teenagers are dying. And I'm like, yes, you did take that to its logical conclusion. People in their 20s and 30s at a lower rate than older people, but yes, People in their 20s and 30s are dying. And this is the point that seems to be missed so frequently. There have been a lot of people who have pushed back on things that I have said, things that others have said about the severity of the coronavirus. Oh, it only affects older people and you have a very small chance of being seriously ill if you're under a certain age. Okay, a very small chance. Let's start there. Okay, you have a very small chance. That's not no chance. And this is something that we know can have serious complications in a way that other similar infectious diseases cannot. This is not just the flu. It is significantly worse for your body, significantly more likely to have serious complications than the flu. That's just the start. We're also talking about 120,000 people who have died. 120, and that's just in this country. Those people have families. So it's easy to say, okay, well, 99.5% of all people who are infected are fine. Well, okay, but what about the rest? What about the other part of the statistic? What about the people for whom it is serious? I have a friend in sports media who's relatively young, a little older than me, but not old by any means, certainly not in the high-risk cohort. He's fit, covers sports, active guy, Spent two weeks in the hospital. This is not just something that you throw away. This is not just, oh, whatever. This is, even for professional athletes, really serious. 
We had Nick Vile on the show a couple weeks ago. One of the other Bachelor contestants, Colton, who used to be an NFL player, had it. Still in really good shape. Former NFL athlete. And he said he was in really rough shape for a couple weeks. Couldn't, could barely walk up the stairs without being winded. Could barely move without being in pain. It's hard to believe that with 120,000 people dead, I have to still be talking about the seriousness of this. But there are a lot of people out there who are still hand-waving it. There are still people out there who would rather listen to crackpot theories and indulge in the conspiracies that are out there. They would rather be too cool to wear a mask. We don't even have to indulge that right now because it's not the point. These sports leagues, to a point at least, are taking this seriously. And the players are going to take it seriously. Again, at least to a point. We will not have sports if what's going on continues. Not this year, not soon. Because it, there's just too many risks to the players, to the coaches, to the staff, to everyone. We certainly will not have live sports where people are going to be in the stadium. It just will not happen. If you want that to happen, you have to be a part of the solution. You have to be willing to make some sacrifices so that we can get this under control. It is not under control. Make no mistake about it. We are not out of the woods on this. And I don't have to be an epidemiologist to see that. I look at the numbers and the graphs and the charts and I listen to the experts and the people who really have a clue what they're talking about. The numbers are going up in half the country. This is not just a one-time thing. Not just a short-term thing. This is still going to keep happening. People are going to keep testing positive, And it's going to keep creating problems and questions for the sports leagues. And the NFL simply has no answers right now for how they're going to deal with this, how they're going to prevent this, and how they're going to make sure that coaches, players, staff, and everyone remain safe. Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations for an additional $10,000. To make your own donations along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It tastes just like a candy bar. And I wouldn't lie to you on food. I would not put my name on a food that I did not think was delicious Built Bar is absolutely 100% legit because it's covered in 100% chocolate. How can you go wrong with chocolate? But it's not just the chocolate, I'm telling you. The inside, the, the flavor on, in the middle. I'm, I'm a big fan of the double chocolate ganache, but I've heard the other flavors are really good. There's 16. I haven't tried them all, but the, the ones that I have tried are extremely delicious and they don't taste like health food. We're talking about 20 grams of protein, 15 grams of protein, but under 200 calories with three grams of sugar, three grams net carb. That's the kind of profile you can expect. They're healthy, but taste delicious. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first order. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code Locked On to get $10 off. Today's episode is also brought to you by the U.S. Army. If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do it than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, the Army is where all of that can happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. 
Ask yourself what's your warrior and text ALPL to 462769 to find out. That's ALPL to 462769. So we had some news over the weekend. And the biggest news, the most momentous news related to injuries. Two players who will have enormous impacts in the fate of the NFC got hurt. And one of them out for the season and the other will see. The first, Brandon Brooks, the all-world guard from the Philadelphia Eagles, is out for the season, tore his Achilles. And for a team who is adding a bunch of players at the skill positions and trying to acclimate them to an offense that really sputtered at times last year, inconsistent and devastated by injuries. They're going to rely once again on Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, but Jeffrey can't stay healthy. Deshaun Jackson can't stay healthy, so they draft Jalen Rager in the first round. They trade for Marquise Goodwin. They add John Hightower. They add Quez Watkins. A bunch of speed here, but we don't know how well those guys can acclimate to this offense in year one. They're also replacing Jason Peters with Andre Dillard, a player who I loved coming out, but who was bad last year. Most rookies are bad. I've always said this, but he was bad last year. If he's bad again, that's a big problem. Brandon Brooks, if he's out the year, who is going to start there? Right now, you know, we're talking about, okay, is, is Jack Driscoll going to be there? He's a rookie. How is, how is that going to be operated? And Carson Wentz, if Brandon Brooks is hurt, and he is, and these receivers can't get it together, and more is asked of Carson Wentz. Is he going to try and make plays on his own? Is he going to try and make plays with his legs? And is he going to put his body in a position to once again get injured because this has been a problem for him in the past? And he has not been able to consistently finish seasons. So that throws into chaos a team that many assume is going to be a playoff team. And I think it would be easy to say, oh, well, he's a guard. It doesn't matter that much. But there's already continuity issues there. With Andre Dillard coming in, now you lose Brooks. You're talking about replacing two all-pro caliber players in Jason Peters and Brandon Brooks. And you're replacing them with unproven guys, and in this case, potentially a rookie. With a quarterback who has struggled to stay healthy and a skill position group that has also struggled to stay healthy and the depth behind the main starters are rookies and also guys who have struggled to stay healthy, like Marquise Goodwin. So I I don't think the Eagles are going to be, at least immediately, as good as people think. And this is another blow. Now, the other big injury was Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel broke his foot. And it's not just a broken foot. It's a Jones fracture, which is a serious injury And one of the reasons it is particularly serious is because it is notoriously tricky in athletes because there's bad blood flow to that part of the foot. And so it can heal in inconsistent timelines. You might feel okay and you're not. And guys trying to come back often get hurt. This has been the MO of this injury over and over and over. Guys trying to come back too fast and end up re-injuring the foot. Debo Samuel has already said he plans to be back on the early end of this time frame. You know, 12 to 16 weeks 
was what was reported. He says 11 weeks, which would basically be week one. If he tries to come back week one and hurts himself, then he he's out for the year or he's out for significant amounts of time. That has major impacts on a 49ers roster that no longer has Emmanuel Sanders. They drafted Brandon Ayuk, but guess what? Most rookies are bad. And are they going to strike gold two years in a row with rookie receivers? Debo goes out. Ayuk is not the same kind of player. They have some similar skill sets, but Ayuk is not the run-after-the-catch kind of maven, a little bit more of a vertical threat, although he has some run-after-the-catch ability. Doesn't have the same kind of power or wiggle in the open field that, that Debo does. It would change what they would be able to do. And so now you're looking at a team that has lost players at a number of key positions and is trying to replace them with with rookies. You take DeForest Buckner out of the equation and you replace him with Javon Kinlaw. Okay, a talented guy, but a rookie. You take Debo Samuel off this team and, okay, you replace him with Brandon Ayuk, a talented guy, a rookie. You, You do that over and over and all of a sudden you are majorly impacting the kind of quality of team that you have. And this was already a team that stayed very healthy last year in general. So that has important impacts on this season in the NFC because the Packers are going to be fighting with these teams for playoff positioning. They're going to have to go through Philadelphia, whether it's in Lambeau or in Philly. And maybe now an injury like this, to not have him for the season with the other upheaval that they're dealing with, could be the difference between a game at Lambeau and a game at Philly. The same is true with Debo. Because let's say he misses the first month of the season. I'm not at all convinced he'll, he'll be ready to go week one. And the 49ers would be dumb to let him play. He is probably not going to be healthy. I had a sports media friend of mine after this broke said he's not going to be right until December. And they shouldn't let him just because it is so delicate. He is so vital to what they are and what they do. Their offense took off once he took off. He is so essential to their short-term and long-term plans. You just cannot risk his re-injury. And he has an injury history, broke his leg at South Carolina, and then hurt his foot rehabbing that leg. His freshman and sophomore year each had long-term hamstring injuries, a bunch of lower body injuries. He puts a lot of torque on a really strong, powerful, compact frame. Is he someone who is going to have this issue for a long time? Is he someone who is just going to deal with these things for his whole playing career? It would suck because he's a great guy, a great kid, a great player. But he might be injury prone. It might just be the reality that that's what he is. And again, as, as a fan of the league, I don't want to see that. He's a really good, fun player. One of the most fun players to watch in the league. A little less fun when he's playing the Packers if he's tearing them up like he did last year in that first game, that long touchdown. But it's not as simple as, oh, just let Brandon Ayuk do the thing or let Dante Pettis do the thing. Dante Pettis couldn't do the thing last year. He was already in the doghouse. So you're going to take a player in the doghouse and and now put him in the starting lineup? Make him the center the centerpiece of your offense? No, I don't think so. That would be ridiculous. Kyle Shanahan is a wizard, but you lose talent like that. And it impacts what you're able to do. You have to be more creative. You have to do more. Jalen Hurd can be more than what he's been, maybe. Allegedly. We heard about how he was the best player in camp. Okay, you look at their depth chart right now. 
I'm on our lads. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Kendrick Bourne, Jalen Hurd, Dante Pettis. That's your top five. Debo's hurt. Ayuk's a rookie. Bourne is a basically a career number four receiver, at best number three receiver. And Jalen Hurd hasn't played NFL football. Basically a redshirt rookie. Dante Pettis was an 18 draft pick, but couldn't get on the field last year. Doghouse. They had to trade for Emmanuel Sanders because they didn't trust Dante Pettis. So why am I going to expect that those guys are going to come through this year? Just because Kyle Shanahan is really smart? Just because John Lynch has made some good draft picks? Because he's made some bad decisions too with personnel. This is a reminder that all of the conversations that we had all offseason, oh, the Packers can't catch the 49ers, these other teams are getting better. Well, the facts are going to change. This is all going to change because guys are going to get hurt, guys are going to get cut, guys are going to get signed. Josh Gordon might be back available. He might get reinstated. Packers could have interest there, someone who could be a veteran presence. And all of the things that created issues for him in the past, those rules no longer exist. So maybe it's the kind of thing that those are now gone. He can be in Green Bay in an in an excellent locker room environment, in a great culture, and he can play well for them. That's certainly possible. All these rosters are going to look different in three months, assuming that that we're actually able to play NFL football. And we, frankly, will have spent a lot of time worrying about stuff that we didn't need to worry about. And speaking of worrying, anytime you have to go buy new parts for your car, it is anxiety-inducing. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all of the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers, and your computer has access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Chain stores often have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account. Log in, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bobbles Galore. Bobbles Galore is a leading bobblehead retailer in the country. They have a vast inventory of bobbleheads for all major sports leagues, including the Packers, Brewers, and Bucks, officially licensed by the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NFL. Right now, in limited quantities, they have a triple MVP Wisconsin puzzle bobblehead that showcases Giannis Antetokounmpo, Aaron Rodgers, and Christian Yelich. This is unlike anything you have seen before. Right now, also, Bucks fans, get excited. They have another limited edition piece, the Greek flag Giannis Bobblehead. Both include an augmented reality experience via Bobbles Galore unique AR Bobbles app. They also have a super friendly chat feature on their website, and they're always there to answer any questions you may have. Bobbles Galore can also make custom bobbleheads for any occasion or event. Visit www.bobblesgalore.com and use the promo code Locked On to get free shipping. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow to discuss a lot more. And this is going to be, I think, our last week of four shows a week until training camp. We're going to go to three shows a week in July, I think. We'll see. Uh, keep an eye out on my Twitter account, at Peter underscore Bukowski, and, and the podcast Twitter account, at Locked on Packers, 
to make sure, but the easiest way to make sure you're always up to date and never miss an episode is to subscribe. Spotify, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Downloads right to your phone. It couldn't be easier. Plus, there's so many Bluetooth speakers and Bluetooth in your car. All these places will play Locked on Packers if you just ask them to. Tell Alexa, tell your Google Home, tell your car to play Locked on Packers, and it will do that. We all could use a little bit more camaraderie, and this is a conversation. This is a, a familial dynamic. We're friends. That's, that's part of why podcasts are fun. You and I are friends. We have a relationship, even though most of us have never met. This is an isolating time. And even those of us who have families with us, it is isolating. And so podcasts and our podcast community here, the Lockdown Packers community, is meant to be just that, a community. We lift each other up and we support each other through this difficult time because we will get through it. And if you want football, wear a mask. That's that's my main takeaway today. If you take away nothing else from today's podcast, wear a mask. That's all. <laughs> and anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked On Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked On Packers. <laughs>